If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The definition of beauty, both inside and out, with enough space for the whole family. Stuart's Mazda is proud to present the updated Mazda CX-5 Newground. The Mazda CX-5 SUV is a driver's car, coupled with excellent driving dynamics and generous standard specification. The Mazda CX-5 is ready to join you wherever life takes you. Come see for yourself and book a test drive at Stuart's Mazda. Mazda Ireland's after-sales dealer of the year 2021. Here at Paddy Power, when we say there's a power price enhancement, we mean there's enhanced odds on a bet on UK and Irish racing each afternoon in shop every 20 minutes. Feel the power inside your local Paddy Power. Max stake 50 euro or 25 each way. In shop only. Excludes betting machines. Applies to singles and each way singles only. One bet per customer. Offer period runs between 1 and 4 p.m. but may vary. T's and C's apply. Play safe. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. Ask staff for more details. Welcome back to Reality NSFW and our coverage of the amazing race for the last time. You guys, I'm not even going to bury the lead. I'm so happy Will and James won, and I'm so happy with the proposal. My man Leo said it. I'm happy with these guys, even though they U-turned me. And, you know, I hated the alliance as it went on, but I am so happy for them. They've been so cool to us during the show, and they made me cry twice tonight. So it's all celebrations over here. Matt Bischoff, Johnny Fairpoint, Dan Eisenberg, how are you guys doing? I cried twice, once for Will and James and once for Hung and Chi, but we'll we'll get to each of those. (laughs) I'm still sniffling from my crying sessions. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm I'm an emotional guy, and and uh, I honestly, you know, I, I said, man, I think the beards are going to win this going into this uh, final leg of the race because they've been so dominant, um, and they're so you know athletic, and they have beards. So typically, people with beards do better. Of course, but I also loved Will and James, and I I could not be happier, Zach, as well. I mean, when I see like the joy that they have as fans of the amazing race, when they're like just so overwhelmed, like our family is going to be, this is aside from the proposal, like how stoked their family and friends are going to be a lifelong dream. I, I've tried out for this show nine, 10 times. I, I tried out with different family members. I finally get on with my boyfriend. From America's Next Top Model, which helps. 
<laughs> be honest. <laughs> but I, I just, uh, man, th- this type of scenario, when a true fan wins a show like this, it makes me extremely ecstatic because there's so many people that are recruits or that don't give two shits about the show that they're on survivor, amazing race, you know, the, the, the list goes on that. It doesn't mean, I don't think as much to someone like that as someone like Will and James. So it would not have meant as much to D'Angelo. No, exactly. Exactly. So like, since I was able to play Survivor and know those feelings of what it's like to be when you step onto the beach and you see Jeff Probst, the guy you've watched on TV for 20 years, say, welcome to Survivor. And you're just like, bam, my mind is fucking blown. Like, I am actually here doing this. And so, I mean, this is like the ultimate dream come true. And to top it all off, the proposal, I mean... I, you know, as as much as I know this was filmed a long time ago, for these guys to be able to watch this in 2020, I think was like the highlight of their year, and if not their their entire life thus far. How much does that suck? Even more that they had to wait so long, knowing <laughs> the proposal was coming. God, <laughs> what did you do to these guys? Oh. I mean, when did this? When did they film this, Johnny? Do you know? 2018. 2018. I have wow. a feeling that they might have shared with their families that uh, they got engaged. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. Can you imagine? Dude. Well, okay. I mean, like, it, unless it, like, instead of, like, a ring for his finger, it was like a cock ring, then I'm guessing a lot of people didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they did. But yeah, I, I loved <laughs> it. The, the, what I don't like about the Amazing Race, though, Cause my wife, she was like packing kids lunches and I'm sitting there with my dogs watching this. And she's like, they show the winner and then they show the, they do all this proposal stuff. And then they show like the second and third place. It's kind of anticlimactic. That's the only thing. I I think it was a lot more of a blowout than the edit showed. I, I, I think if it was remotely close, they would have been like, I, I, I'm positive production was in on it with Will and I think Phil was in and because, you know, Phil's like, well, what do you think? I mean, like, you know, it was the, the setup was there. Like, yeah. you know, just like, here's the layup, you know, dunk it down. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think all that was there and they are riding emotions. They just won. I, I think they kind of drugged their feet as long as they could. And, and, you know, I think Will is just like, you know, do we wait? And And I think it's one of those deals where they're like, yeah, they're not going to be here for a while. Like, you know, and then you just kill, all, like, I mean, waiting two hours for second and, you know, potentially three hours for third place to show up. That's yeah. so anti, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, three hours later, oh, by the way, James, you want to marry me? Fuck that. Like, if it was close, yes, but it's just like, no, we're, if, if you want to take advantage of the raw emotion of just winning and all that now at the time. Well, I'm not saying like, I like that. I'm just saying the amazing race in general to show the winners. And then it's like, then you go back to footage of these people trying to put this globe thing together. It's not normally so bad. This must've been one of the biggest blowouts in amazing race history. It was terrible. Something to make it look close. This was just from 10 minutes in, they were running away with it. There have been a few seasons like this, I think. And don't ask me, you know, for the numbers. But that's the thing. When you have this big, big final challenge, um, some people are just going to get stuck with it. 
Um, and so even you have three, normally it's three teams at the end, obviously they're still, they're all competitive because that's why they're there, but this is not the first time or the second time or the third time that this has happened. And yeah, it is anticlimactic when the last 10 minutes of the episode is we already know who won. Right. But I think it's just, I think it's baked into the race. And these were some of the worst legs in the history of the race, as far as allowing people to catch up and, and, and go like it, it was like once the path was started, you're you're kind of in cruise control from there after the uh, uh, after the baby and the and the uh, king mm-hmm. kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really nothing to stop you or slow you down. Yeah. yeah. So, so now this was this was. I mean, even even the beginning. We'll we'll start at the beginning of the episode in in a minute. But uh, yeah, as I've I've watched multiple seasons of the Amazing Race, and as far as leg to leg to leg. This was the worst combination I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'll break down each one as to why I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one more than the next, or actually it might, actually, I think it starts the worst to begin with. And then it's just downhill from there. So, but whatever, we'll, we'll get there. So yeah, we started It's three teams left. The, the Alliance is strong. Um, I know we've spoken about how that's, especially Karen, um, like last week, like, man, it's, it's just not, not your thing. It's kind of boring and, and just not a, a real exciting um, style that some races end up being. But um, as far as the three teams that are left, we all agree that we would be cool with either Hung and G, the beard guys or Will and James winning. Yeah. I think we all had a different uh, idea of who may win. Um, but going into the last leg, it's like they all are leaving the Philippines and they have a, uh, first class flight with leg room and everyone's going to sleep yeah. um, and, to and New they, Orleans. And they spoke about right before that, you know, that how pretty much everyone had the same sentiment in that they felt that it strengthened most of their relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the bearded guys are now lovers. Um, <laughs> hung in she. What? what? No, no, I don't. I've, Is that not right? <laughs> it's 2020 i don't think that uh, brotherly incest is is in yet i don't think they're bro- i don't think they're brothers I don't know. no they're just yeah. the beard bros they're not the beard brothers no they're brothers they're they? very much yeah. alike i think they're brothers yeah are they are you sure i thought they're just bros Zach, ha- if Zach Hacker says they're brothers they're brothers i would be sure they're brothers. they're brothers johnny and i are dumb Okay. Uh, so. All right. Well, then, then I hope they're not lovers. If they're, if they're I really couldn't lovers. tell them apart. They're for half of the race. How could you not know that they're related? <laughs> What's that? I said a half the for the first half of the race, I couldn't tell them apart, and you couldn't. Fit, you guys didn't realize that they were related. Well, they have the same face. You, you must not be a pogonologist because the study of pogonology, you would have noticed that one beard was superior than the other. Oh, it'd so be very easy like, to. Yeah, the one the taller guy has the badass. Uh, curled a handlebar mustache integrated into the full beard yeah. um just looking like a true viking but yeah. we're going and, to- and by by day whatever they're on right now that one dude's beard is one of the best looking beards i've ever seen in my entire life yeah, the other guy, good but not that i mean yeah. like the the one guy could enter beard competitions and win oh yeah yeah yeah. The other guy's definitely uh, beard strong for sure. Yeah. But New Orleans, uh, that's a place I haven't been. Uh, it's crazy because it's like not that difficult to go to. I have tons of friends that go there and party for Mardi Gras every year. Have you guys been there before? I haven't. 
Well, I've talked a lot on this amazing race of how this damn show has given me travel FOMO. And uh, you know what I was supposed to be doing in November? Going to New Orleans for my buddy's bachelor party. And uh, we had to move it not to New Orleans, but to some cabin in the woods in Ohio. So uh, really, really love that they're rubbing that in. Thanks, Amazing Race. But if you had gone, Zach, you would not have known that you must, must go to Mardi Gras World. Because that is the one thing that is for sure. When, when I finally do make it to, to, Mar- to yeah, I'll go to Mardi Gras and all that. But I really need to go to that particular warehouse. That's uh, something I, I, like that. I know we want to, we're going to start at the beginning. Party itinerary, I think. No, yeah, party but it should have been. It should have been. Could you right. bring strippers to Mardi Gras World? Come on, you got to think outside the box a little bit. They might have a policy, Karen. I don't know. So, so, so they, they start with uh, they they have to find the clue in what, what what park was that? I didn't catch the name of the park. okay whatever park they had to go and the beard bros have difficult they turn into the blonde bandits on the last leg of the race yeah they get Kareem the taxi driver who takes the worst shortcut ever yes. Yes. So, so, uh, so that I think that was, well, I don't think that was the beginning of the end for the beards. Uh, but then they go to a manufactured bourbon street experience. And, uh, I mean, I felt like I was like on, on a, you know, close set in, in Burbank. Look, like, like that was so not Marty. Like, like everything is just so tightly right there. So, and, you know, and, and, and like, you know, it was like, it was like, Hey, you guys are going to have the bourbon street experience and coming from a guy that's had a few GFEs girlfriend experiences, you know, not the ones in real life, but you know, the ones, you know, for the evening, um, (laughs) I understood (laughs) and I was willing to play along, but it was, I, I felt, you know, just kind of peeking behind the curtain. I was like, Oh, this sucks. Like this is just not real, and it and it came across as so not real to me. Did you guys feel the same? Or it's you like it's like on the set of Desperate Housewives if they had like <laughs> if they had like that show, or like when you go to the Survivor casting finale and you walk to Studio City and there's like like a street. I forget what neighborhood that is. it looks like a real neighborhood. Yeah. But it's fake houses and stuff. Yeah. So it I I do understand it's there's way more debauchery. There would be motherfuckers. Taking their clothes off oh, yeah. and vomiting and saying horrible shit. Yeah. And it'd be dirty as fuck. It was not like that. No, this is a fucking, t- yeah, it was fucking, ugh, I hate it. Sanitized Bourbon Street. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, so we, we have uh, Will and James get there first and then, and then Hung and Chi. And I was so disappointed that, 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 that Hung, Hung and Chi, like that, well, that Hung wasn't topping out for, for beads. I mean, I felt it was low hanging fruit, like, not, not referring to her breasts, but, but, but referring to her ability to get more beads than anyone else. And um, I mean, that fits her character all season. I'm so shocked she didn't embrace it. I know it, it was out of character for her, wasn't it? So, but, uh, but, but the beards arrive last and they're just flat out telling the, paid participants exactly what they're like look we're in last place you guys want to make this fun just throw us the beads that we need mm-hmm. and uh uh it it's i mean like and as far as you know manipulation like you, you know it's the big and red beads and and you know that they're uh and you know the big the big the big red the big gold beads 
and you know they're being regulated by the by the paid <laughs> actors that are throwing the beads on when they can throw them down. And it was like, I, I, like I, I could just imagine being the beers. It's, it's just like, just throw like we're allowed. We're, we know that you're not real Mardi Gras people. We know that you're not just randomly grabbing like you know. They're just like, wait a minute, and then throw one of those. It's just like, just fucking throw like. There was nothing that could be done to speed up this process. Like, like you know, in any other leg that we've seen, there's something you can do to enhance your game. And there was nothing to do with this fake, paid, fucking bogus set. Yeah, this task could have just been one of those 20-minute hourglasses that they have to flip, wait for it to end, and go about your day. Because they're, yeah. they're not really doing anything here. Nothing. Nothing. As I said, these are fucking actors. These aren't random people that are just throwing random beads. You know, like, as I said, the beads are like, you know, well, even if the be- the beards weren't telling them what the fuck to do. Like, it was obvious. The only ones that count were the big red and the big gold. Mm-hmm. And these guys have all these fucking beads up there. It's just like, yeah, look down, motherfucker. Grab the big gold and big- grab the big red ones. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, yeah, there was no difference between an hourglass and that. So, just- John... Go ahead. Well... Karen disappeared. Johnny, uh, do you think they would have done better if they would have been tossing out anal beads versus necklace beads? I mean, I I think that the bigger ones could be used for anal beads. I I I don't think that that was uh, happenstance. <laughs> Man, you needed fifty of them. I don't know what kind of. <laughs> Celebration. Johnny's had one too many colonoscopies. He needs the big beads and the fucking like mile long versions. <laughs> well, if, I, if I need a refresher, I have my Sonic Ice to uh, to to to. Oh yeah, so so uh, everybody um, that's listening, so it's it's pretty cool. We at Reality NSFW shit. I got it right for once. Yeah. The first time all month. Um, we did a Secret Santa deal in our Patreon group, so uh, it was really fun. Um, and everyone got super cool gifts and we have a really cool, uh, community. So if you guys want to be a part, like if you're just listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I like what these guys are up to. I mean, we do so many neat things beyond just that secret, uh, Rupert deal. We did, um, we do weekly Q and A's. We're currently watching Australian survivor and breaking down each episode, um, we'll do zoom calls. We got some castaway watch alongs from previous uh, seasons of survivor. Uh, my game season night. Of game night starts in a couple weeks game night. So if you guys are interested in, in checking it out, even if it's for a month and I plead to you guys to do this, because if we get to 200 patrons, Johnny Fairplay is going to get a tattoo of yours truly on his ass cheek. 200. We're, we're getting close. We're at one, we're at 120. We're 80 away. So, so. Johnny Fairplay, tell, yeah. The listeners, Just, where they can go to join Patreon. They can go to hell. got wrapped up in that for a second. Uh, so, no, go to adfreenSFW.com. That's adfreenSFW.com. Hey, try it. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you will like it. So, But if we get to 200, I get Matt Bischoff's face, cartoon version, <laughs> with beard, tattooed on my ass. Yes, and indeed. If you hate me, know this. I will be filming it, and I'm scared of needles. I cry at needles, so I will be crying and screaming during this tattoo. 
I have cried and screamed during every tattoo that I've ever gotten. So this will be no different. And I know I have many because they hurt and I'm scared. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And the older you get, when I was young and like, yeah, dude, I'm 18, getting my first tat, bro, that's no big deal. You know, you can kind of, I hate needles too, but you can kind of deal with it. But man. No, I couldn't then. After Survivor, when I went, I hadn't gotten tattooed in a long time and I went and got my chest tattooed. My tattoo artist is like, you haven't been tattooed in like five years, dude. You know, like the chest is like the worst possible spot to get tattooed. And it was agony. I still, I'd stared at the ceiling and tried to focus on like little things that little imperfections in the ceiling to get my mind off the pain. It was terrible. Usually I talk, Oh, I have a conversation. I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking have a conversation. Just do the fucking tattoo. Oh, but wow. yeah, check out, check out the Patreon. You guys yeah. add, um, add free NSFW.com. Get a tattoo on me. Watch me scream and cry. You'll love and just it. remember you only have to pay for one month and that yeah. tattoo on Johnny's ass will be there forever. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, so, uh, so once you complete the, the anal bead part of, of the leg, then you get to walk with the band uh, uh, to, to, the, uh, to the bakery. And uh, did, did anyone notice that every band leader walking, walking each, each, of, uh, each of our teams uh, looked like Rick Ross? I did not notice that. Did not. That's awesome. Uh, you can go back and watch. <laughs> I walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I got, I got the challenge to watch. Check out our challenge coverage at, coverage at realitynsfw.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So uh, uh, it, it it appeared as though once they got to the bakery that the bands were going to play when they were outside, but that appeared to only last for like a, a a minute, and then the bands would disappear. But then you could find out who was coming next based on the music approaching, and this was uh, one of the one of the funniest lines. Uh, uh, up until this part of the episode in which James realizes that Hung and Chi are approaching and he, and he quietly says, go away, turn around, wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, speaking, Johnny, of what you were saying about the that last task just being a predetermined amount of time it's going to take, Hung and Chi tried their damnedest to speed this band up, but no, they must have had a set pace they're going at. Yep. It take exactly this long. There's nothing you can do. No, I as I said, I just hate like this. This wasn't. I mean, I don't. I don't believe that we've seen anything like this the entire race until tonight. Mm-hmm. And it was just leg after leg of the same fucking bullshit. So there's only one thing that separates the quote unquote men from the boys, and that's you know what we're about to see. But other than that, this was just you know, sit there, take your lumps. You know, look. look so I mean, the watch. So you think that no matter what three team like. If you took, I mean, what are some badass survivor contestants? Let's say, doesn't matter. Like, yeah. let's say, like, let's say it's you and Burton and Lex and Big Tom and Tommy Sheehan and somebody. It's it's a crapshoot on who's gonna yeah. who's gonna. It's the first one to find the baby and in, in the king cakes. That's yeah. it. That's that, the only, that, that was the only challenge tonight. Yeah. Right. So, because we'll we'll get to the. 
the imperfections in the other part, other other challenges or other parts of the legs coming up, which were, as I said, personally, just as disappointing. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, so Will finds the first baby. I think it did help that he knew uh, that he that he was familiar with the baby and the king cake deal prior, so he knew how little it was going to be. And I, I think, think that, that was huge because I think that's how she missed it, right? Yeah. That he didn't realize initially what he was looking for. Yeah. So so and also the beard bros, yeah, because he saw cheese come out and was like, "Oh damn, that isn't what I was looking for." Yeah. Like, James and Will had a lot of familiarity with New Orleans that really paid off, I think, in this like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he knew where fake Bourbon Street was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bourbon Street's over there. So right beside it is where it's not. We should go there. <laughs> oh, man. As they're reading the clues to get to this roadblock as well, she had one of my favorite lines. He said, uh, like, who wants to carry the baby? Oh, that sounds heavy. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? In retrospect, I don't think I think they were on Bourbon Avenue and not Bourbon Street. So, ah, that was mistake. Yes. So I, I think uh I I I think that there is just you know Hollywood set set up where they you know throw beads, you know, at, at intermittent times determined by production as opposed okay. to Bourbon Street. So yeah, Bourbon Avenue. More. So they could have filmed it on Bourbon Street, but what like it would have cost more, so they just moved it elsewhere. Bur- well, no, Bourbon just Bourbon Avenue. Avenue is just a much safer place. Yeah. <laughs> and much more bo- boring and, and immensely more controlled. But I mean, could they have done it? I mean, like logistically speaking, I mean, they're filming a television show at the end of the day. So like with the debauchery that goes on in New Orleans with the beads and shit on a CBS kid friendly television show, I doubt they could even do it. They, I mean, it could have been a lot of blurring. I mean, I I think you also run into the deal where, you know, with production where you like, you know, with, with the release situation, you know, and even if you have it signed off, you know, to what degree. So, I mean, I, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just, I just think this, that, 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 that part of the leg was just a flawed concept in that there was no way to do better than anyone. Like there was, as, as Zach said, there's no difference between what they did and just turning a fucking hourglass. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Zero difference. Mm-hmm. I just have to wonder, though, because I I haven't been to Bourbon Street. You know, I've heard the stories, but I haven't done it. But it makes me wonder, you know, I I do think that they couldn't just film it in the middle of Mardi Gras. I agree with you. But it makes me wonder, going back through the rest of the race, there must have been other times in other parts of the world where it's probably similar, right? Where we are getting the Disney sanitized version of whatever touristy thing they want to do. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, it, well, like, I mean, well, when when they were at the little carnival thing, mm-hmm. they were they were obviously playing against PAs. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this so. is not the first or the last time uh, that they will kind of stage something. But playing against the PAs, it was still you're shooting the water, or you know, you're you're still doing the the shuffleboard and stuff. You know, you're still you were creating your destiny against those PAs right. versus did, did waiting they, did, on the PAs to. To the the extent that they might not have completely created their own destiny, because at least two of the teams were grabbing all of the red and gold beads, not just the big ones initially. You're saying that they just they 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 tossed those things based on a certain frequency, and they should have just let the small ones fall. The the bigger ones would not have come down. It didn't. It didn't matter. Like so. So yeah, initially, Hung and Chi are grabbing both the big and small beads. But, so it we're, so we're really it, but it wasn't like that there were big beads on the ground that they didn't grab. 
Yeah. Like that's what I was asking. You're saying they they still wouldn't have gotten out of there any faster, even no. if they had done it correctly. No. So as I said, it it was a fucking waiting for the hourglass. Mm-hmm. So, as I, I just you know I it was a cool visual and all that, but it just like competition wise, it it there there was none. Yeah, no, I hear you. So and and, and for me, you know, as I said, I. I you know, I'm looking, you know, like, like, you know, Matt points out, you know, I'm looking at television and television. I hated it. <laughs> no, no, I get that. Like I said, I was just kind of assuming that they were grabbing for all of the beads of a certain color rather yeah. than going for the big ones. But you're saying there weren't any others on the ground. They would have just had to stand there. Lo- yeah. If they just had to stand there longer than, yeah, you're right. Then it's, then it's an hour of us. Yeah. So no, it's, I wonder I when they were playing this part of it, if it was fun and entertaining, or if the racers thought that we'll feel the same way, I I I could see on, and maybe I'm I you know just wanted to see it, but it looked like the the beards were just and they're just like just throw us the fucking beads. Like, they annoyed when they got to the finish line, and not like annoyed if we got in third place, but just like what were we supposed to do about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so, that, make, that makes total sense. Yeah, and and you know, and they're they're and you see them essentially screaming at these fucking paid fucking actors. They're just like, just throw us the fucking red and gold big ones. That's yeah. it. Like they're gone. Mm-hmm. We're in last place. Just throw us the fucking big gold. I mean, like they're literally screaming that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they're throwing other beads. They're just like, what are you throwing them for? What are you throwing the other beads for? We're not picking them up. Yeah. Like it's yeah. pointless that you're throwing the other fucking beads. Because they were told to throw the beads, so they're going to throw the beads. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would have been berating them that bad. That would have been amazing television. That, I feel like they were. They were this close to that. I wish we would have seen it. Because what would you guys have done? The exact yeah. same oh, fucking yeah. thing. I'd be fucking pissed as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it could this have even happened. Stupid. It could have happened even, but they wouldn't have shown us that. Well, as I said, I, I think you saw an agitate uh, like – the only agitation you've seen by these two guys the entire season because yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, so Will's first to find the baby and then they have to eat the bananas and Will can't eat shockingly being a beautiful model, having the inability to eat. Well, uh, especially also- if he not eaten so much of the frosting before that, <laughs> Right. Yeah, we I wonder saw- how much cake he was eating because James told us, like, oh, Will loves cakes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and we saw him eating a big f- finger full of frosting at least once. He didn't oh, yeah. know. Unless if he did read the clue and he knew that he was going to have to eat beignets at that point and he was still eating frosting, then that was really dumb. Oh, Will's the king of not reading all the clue. Uh, yeah, we found out at the finish line that uh, they're not super fans. James is a super fan. So yeah. Will has not been reading the clues, and we've been like, you're a super fan, and you don't read the clues. No, no, yeah. that all makes sense now. Yes. Uh, no, it's Will, Will, James- reading, Will, Will pretending to read the clue, telling James he read it, and then James actually reading the clue yeah. hours later. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, if you are a super fan and your partner is not, the first thing you do is you say, I read all the clues. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, you're a team and you, you want to believe that, 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 they, yeah. that they're in this as much as you. It's bad camaraderie. If every task you're like, no, no, get out of the way. I do this. Yeah. yeah maybe James, he did want to get married at the end. So he decided to kind of just not notice when Will kept not reading the clip. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, it looks like there might be a bit of a catch up, but once again, I think this is, 
created drama. I, I think this is, you know, like literally the time it took Will not to eat it was what we saw on television, which was what? A minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause, and James said he ate four of them. So James was just yeah. like, what the fuck? You can't eat one. Fine. I'll do it. Beignets yeah. are delicious. I could eat four beignets. No problem. I can eat four beignets right now. Yeah. <laughs> I even hungry. I'm good. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, then we go to commercial. Uh, there was actually a commercial for the go big show, uh, which is on C- uh, on TBS with Snoop Dogg and Cody Rhodes. Who is Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream's son, who is on AEW on Wednesday nights, opposite the Amazing Race? Oh yeah! What are the odds? And mm-hmm. with that, let's go to one of our commercials. Winter's here, and it's crazy cold outside. But what you don't know is you should still drink more water. By the time you feel thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. You can't focus, and you feel tired. Drinking enough water is critical for a healthy lifestyle that you're trying to maintain. It increases your brain power, boosts your productivity. It can prevent headaches and it'll increase your focus. Not only that, it improves your skin and mood and it can help with your digestion and give you energy. Wow, it also prevents bad breath and can help you lose weight. But how much water should you drink each day? 10 cups, a gallon? The good news is that it doesn't have to be so complicated. That's why I start my day with Hydrant because Hydrant helps you hydrate faster. Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water to more efficiently and effectively hydrate your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated. If you're looking for that extra boost of energy, there's also Hydrant Plus Caffeine, which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from green tea. Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by an Oxford scientist. It also is loved by pro athletes, top performers, celebrities, and has thousands of five-star reviews. It's made with real fruit juice powder. It's delicious and refreshing, and it comes in a variety of flavors, including iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. My favorite personally is the grapefruit. It's a classic and I go back to it. It's delicious. Plus this stuff is backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. You really need to try it for yourself to see what I'm talking about. It tastes incredible and it works. Well, Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply and you save even more with a monthly subscription. And it's so easy to get. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 25% off your first order. We're not kidding here, folks. 25% go to drinkhydrant.com slash survivor and enter our promo code survivor at checkout. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash survivor and enter promo code survivor for 25% off your first order. That's drinkhydrant.com slash survivor in our promo code survivor to save 25%. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. And I'm so glad it is because growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I had to give it up because I'm now in my 30s and I was realizing that it's full of sugar, junk, and all this stuff you really shouldn't eat. So I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, all this unhealthy food. And I realized I basically can't eat anything anymore except Magic Spoon. For me, we're into the winter months and nothing's changed for me. I mean, I have 5Ks coming up, 10Ks coming up, half marathons coming up. I still treat my body as great as I personally can on a physical level, but a part of that is eating right. 
You know, I'm not doing the the big hearty breakfast that I used to do in the past. I'm not doing the the uh, unhealthy breakfast that I've been doing in the past. I am doing a breakfast that helps me get through the day, not add those extra carbs and make me feel like the healthiest Johnny Fairplay I've ever been in my entire life. Sign me up for Survivor right now. This stuff has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. There's four flavors that are their staples. You can get cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. Johnny, what are your favorite flavors? Well, right now, I am all in on the apple cinnamon. Uh, remember that... Uh, that that apple cereal you had as a kid and you loved it is here through magic spoon but so much better and i freaking love it you cannot stop me from eating this i mean you you have you have the fruity the peanut butter the cocoa the cinnamon the apple cinnamon oh man number one blueberry frosted so many to choose from i am digging this All these cereals are keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Johnny, where should they go to pick some up? Of course, you go to magicspoon.com slash survivor to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code SURVIVOR at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash survivor. Use the code survivor for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Here we and, go. Hey, talking about that Magic Spoon. Did you guys see that Magic Spoon bowl and, and uh, spoon that I got? It, yeah, that looks so, so cool. It is ridiculously cool. I love it. Piper saw it and she was like, mine, this is the coolest bowl and spoon ever in the history of it. She goes, she goes, why wouldn't it be a magic spoon, dad? They're called magic spoon. And I'm like, yeah. And then sugar hits me up. And she was like, you owe me an apology for that podcast. <laughs> but however, I will accept a magic spoon and bowl from magic spoon. <laughs> oh, dude. She had, I, I spent like 48 hours doing damage control for that podcast. Yeah, she was, she was she goes, she goes, and Matt didn't even know what he did. <laughs> she goes, I, did. I still don't know what Matt did. Yeah. And she, she goes, she goes, she goes, but Johnny, she goes, uh, she goes, I just expect that from you. So no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, uh, real quick, since, since we, we got a couple plugs in there, uh, if you go to cameo.com slash Johnny Fairplay, I do cameos you know birthdays anniversaries and christmas i i do all mine outside because i think they look cooler you know and so we were supposed to get snow today so i have 24 cameos currently in my queue right now because i i think i have there's 20 like mine are only 15 bucks i i have them you know priced affordably for everybody to get up give a quick cheap gift to somebody for christmas people love it i'm very animated and i get into it and and you know i don't just you know Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Boston Rob. It's your birthday. I mean, ugh. So no, I actually care, and so, but I like to do them outside because I think it's cool. But it was supposed to snow today, so I was, so I I let I let them stack up. You know, uh, I was just like, man, I'm gonna have the snow in the background. It's Christmas. It's gonna be so awesome. And it rained all day, and I'm like, oh, I can't do my cameos in the rain. This fucking sucks. <laughs> so yeah, no tom- tomorrow is not supposed to rain. It's supposed to be cold as fuck. So, but I will be outside doing at least 24. So if you like to add to that. Uh, I will be knocking out all my cameos tomorrow. So go to cameo.com slash Johnny Fairplay. It makes a great, affordable Christmas present. As I said, I think they're 25% off. So. Well, there you go. There you, there you go. go. All right. So back to the show. Uh, um, so James and Will uh, finish their beignets. And, uh, and James says, those were delicious. And Will goes, you're wasting time. <laughs> you're not allowed to appreciate the tastiness of a fine bonnet. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to think someone who bought me one of those, someone, a survivor friend of mine, I had never had one and they gave, I don't know, man, it wasn't when you were at my house, Lex didn't bring one of those to, to my house, did he? Because I, I remember having the little babe, the little plastic baby and shit in there, and I had it. Um, fuck, are they also called king cakes or something? No, so beignets are not the same as king cakes. Beignets yeah. are like deep fried, kind of a donutty thing. That's in- uh, okay. Yeah, the king cake was what the baby was in. That's that's what they were smashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But someone brought me. I think a survivor friend of mine one time brought me a king cake, and I'm trying to figure out who it was. I'm having a brain fart, but yeah, I mean, would you guys? What's that? This sounds like a Tyler. Start from there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now yeah. I'm thinking like that sounds like a Tyler Frederick thing. T- Tyler Frederickson thing to do because he's so cool and no one knows it. Tyler Frederickson does rule. Yeah, and no one knows it. Yeah, they don't. It's a they secret. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Hey, anyone this podcast, don't tell people that Tyler Frederickson's cool. He's yeah, it's <laughs> a secret. Uh, uh, way to be cool. Buy your friends king cakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what if oh, Cole Metters bought you a king cake? <laughs> Does that change anything? I love it. I love Cole Metters would probably buy you a king cake without a baby in it. <laughs> oh shit! You might be pretty good at putting babies in things. I don't know. <laughs> Cole can do no wrong in my eyes. I just turn uh, I, off the. I just turn off and turn the volume down and let him yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah. Smart. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so our next uh, next part of the leg is they are two hundred feet above the Mississippi River. Can you spell it? Am I okay? Um, yes. And they have to jump and grab a clue. And um, we were introduced this clue, but then we go back and once again, one of the great moments of the show, one one of the great moments of Hung and Chi, just just exemplifying their relationship. How awesome is Hung? Seeing Chi find the baby on the table and, you know, not yelling that she's, you know, been staring at it for, you know, 35 minutes, but just looking at it, looking at him with an enduring smile. And I'm like, that sums up their relationship up one side and down the other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was, I think, of the actual competition before we get to the finale. The best part of this episode is that dramatic irony of seeing the damn baby on the table and just waiting for Hung to find or for Chi to find it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, there, there's another, another great Chi moment coming up. Uh, oh, yes, before- yes, there is. Yes, there is. So, uh, so I think we're going to talk about Hung's great moment also of more chewing, less talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they want, I wanted that on a t shirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that is also their relationship in a nutshell. Yes. Right. She tells him what to do and he doesn't mind and it's worked. Yeah. Works great. So, uh, so, uh, we, we, we get, we go back to the 200 feet above the Mississippi River challenge and James explains, I'm so mad I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like heights, but this would not bother me. Like, yeah, a well, repelling when I, when I saw this, I was just like, okay, say me and Matt are doing this. Please, dear God, tell me that I chose the baby part of this and left mm-hmm. Matt with this fucking yeah. shit fucking part of the challenge. So. I, mean, I also, I was thinking like, I wish I would be James because I love the way he approached this rather than, oh, I don't know if I can do that. It's just like, it sucks that I have to do this, right? Yeah. And then he does it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sounds he like there was almost no hesitation. Right, yeah. but 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 for me, and I think also possibly for you, you might still be up on that bridge. No, because right? no, no. I would be. I would be. No, no, no. I, I would do it. I would. I would. Just, I would hate it. I would just. I would just be like, oh, why didn't? Why didn't I get the fucking baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just be mad at that. So, but like James. So then we go to a commercial there. No, we're not going to go to one here. But there's a commercial for the challenge. Mm-hmm. Boom! An MTV show advertising on CBS because that's how good this season of the challenge is. Yeah, we did not see one last week for the premiere, but smart uh, play because you're, you know, like it's like, okay, these people are watching The Amazing Race. They're definitely going to watch, like, if, if they're watching the penultimate episode of The Amazing Race, they're definitely going to watch the finale of The Amazing Race. No reason to do one last week. However, The Amazing Race is ending. People can catch up really quick. They're always showing encore uh, presentations, you know, whatever. So it's like, boom. It's not too late. The challenge just started last week. The Amazing Race is ending this week. Jump on board with the challenge. Commercial placement during the, the finale Amazing Race. Super smart. Super excited to see it. And check out our coverage. We are live on Wednesday nights right after the challenge uh, with uh, Lauren and Alex. They do an amazing reaction episode. And then on Thursday nights at 10 p.m., you can join me, uh, Zach, and Marie Rhoda a challenge icon. She's been on five challenges. She, uh, she's, she's there to join us with her expert opinion each and every week. And we have special guests here and there this week. We have Casey from big brother who is also a beast at the challenge. So, Oh my God, get ready. More exciting guests uh, to, to come in the, in the, in the uh, following weeks, but catch both those episodes. I, I think, uh, Lauren and Alex's uh, reaction uh, show is like, I was blown away. I was just like, man, these people know the challenge. This is really fun. It's on immediately after the challenge on Wednesday nights and then join uh, me, Matt and, and uh, Marie or uh, me, Zach and, and uh, Marie on Thursday nights at 10 PM Eastern for the expert podcast. So, but uh, back to the race. Um, so they have the clue. They made it so ridiculously close to grab this fucking clue. I was going to ask you because it looks like it was much closer than it is. Like when we see them doing this on Survivor, it's they really have to leap out and there's a good chance they're going to miss it. Whereas this was like three inches in front of their faces. Will, if Will had, if, if James had done the baby part, 
Will could have grabbed it by sitting on the fucking bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that fucking far away. I mean, you do have, you know, hung later with her T-Rex arms, as, as she describes them. <laughs> I, I, can, I can relate. I can yeah. relate. Making it a tad more. But no, I, I I felt there was no difficulty in this. I mean, like, it's just like you're like you you move this much. It's in your hands. You're not going to miss it. it this, this is not a challenge. Yeah, and she might have been. But that thing was going to hit her in the chest. I think. Yeah. This would have been a very, very easy way to add a little bit more competition into the leg because if at least one person had missed it, then yeah. we might have actually had a race. Yeah, not that that was was not even a possibility to fucking miss it. So once again, this is this is essentially a fucking hourglass of waiting to get the fucking harness on, doing this, <laughs> and then them bringing you back and then putting another fucking harness on to fucking go down the fucking bridge. So just once again, like hourglass, hourglass. No, there, as I said, there was one part that was a fucking challenge in this. One. No, it wouldn't have been an hourglass for me because I would still be sitting up there, but I understand your point. Yeah. You wouldn't have made it to the finals though. Yeah. Yeah, These are three competitive teams that have already shown they can jump off stuff and do all the all the amazing race I could do most of the stuff except for jumping off of stuff. I already decided, you know, if I ever try out for any show, I'm just going to tell casting that I'm a thrill seeker right now. I love heights. <laughs> and if I ever tell them the truth, like if I went on the, the on Amazing Race, there'd be a uh, task like this in every goddamn episode. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be freaking and crying and you know, and all of that stuff 200, 200 feet in the air. It's not even a question. Which I, I, I love like, looking back at Hung and she when, when she she's walking down the you know, the building when they're trying to decipher that word and all that. And she's just like her. It's like the ugly cry face. Oh she's yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm not walking. I'm falling. I'm <laughs> yeah. not walking. I'm falling. Ah! Yeah. So, that's but, entertaining. This is, this is where I cried the first time this episode when, uh, when, when uh, it's, it's time for hung to, to jump out three inches and she goes, I got it. She, I got it. And I'm just like, am I in love with Hung? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so sweet. And just like, you know, if if you're wondering why you potentially were rooting for Hung and Chi throughout the season, that moment right there just solidified it. You're just like, that's it. Like, how cute is that? It was beyond cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were talking early on how these teams opened up with how much they've grown uh, in their relationships. Well, Hung and Chi's two biggest hurdles have been uh, Hung and her struggle with heights and these sorts of things. And then Chi and his inability to communicate and speak his feelings. Back to back scenes, we have Hung yelling at Chi to stop talking so much. And then we have <laughs> Hung jumping off something to try to win the race. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. So, so really, really cool. And then they have to re- rappel down the bridge. Uh, once again, Will, Will and James. Wait, wait, that's, 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 that's my favorite. That's my, might be my favorite moment of the episode, other than, of course, the ugly cry proposal at the end. This is my favorite Chi moment. You didn't pick yeah. us up. They're, they're, so they're rappelling. And she basically in this, in this, so this, this level of enthusiasm, like, this is neat. Yeah. This is neat. Yeah. That is the most enthusiasm we have heard from she the entire race yeah well which prior to that you, you have will and james going down and, ba- and and basically they they just you know they're like look just don't look down and you're not going down and they don't and i'm just like that's smart and that's what i should do mm-hmm. but at the same time you're not experiencing it in any way 
Like if you're just looking straight ahead, like like you're you're technically not even repelling. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so versus like you know it's it's a pretty awesome thing that you're doing, but they didn't do that. They just <laughs> just went you know right just just drop you know three inches at a time for about you know twelve minutes. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, it did. I mean, it, it was a smart thing to do, but at the same time, like, you know, the, it's as far as experiencing things, they, they they experienced nothing in that part of it. And, and kudos to them. This, as I said, it, probably the smart play, but, you know. If I made the finale of The Amazing Race, I would not be thinking at that point about experiencing shit. I would just want the million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I'm just saying <laughs> what could be happening. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, Karen, you're funny tonight. Yes. So, so uh, <laughs> So next, uh, they they get to um, uh, Mardi Gras world, and uh, they 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 have to grab these big balls and and push them into the warehouse, and then they have to find a crate, which for Will and James is about twelve feet from the from where <laughs> where their ball is, and uh, could have been somewhere else. They you know they they happen to turn right and turn left, and there it was. I, I don't think you know it was one of those deals where production's like. Go there, like, you, know, you know, especially I, I, because that warehouse is so creepy. I really wouldn't have minded seeing a few seconds of it, yeah. but we didn't really see them like running through the however many. No, I, it was right there. As I said, yeah, but there, there, there were multiple directions they could have gone, and as I said, I don't think production was telling them to go right to it because I think production wants this to take as long as possible. You know, mm -hmm. if, if production is doing anything, they're like, hey, how about start that way? And they're like, no, <laughs> we're right here. We're here, right there. Or they, 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 they could have just hit it further. Puzzles at the same time. Right, right. Or they could have just hidden it further away. Yeah. And forced well, as I said, if, you, if they had gone the other way, it would have been it would have been at the very end. Okay. All right. So, so no, I mean, you know, as I said, and, and, as I, and I would not be surprised if production's like, right there's a good place to start. And they're like, no, we're here. We'll go right there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway well they find it and uh and they they start putting uh uh placing the pieces of 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 the world on on the ground to i you know to to piece it together in, in in the form of a globe puzzle and here's where i'm like are you fucking kidding me so they're like hey there's the u.s hey there's saudi arabia like what i <laughs> I have no idea where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> I could not draw it. I could. I could not. If you, if you gave me like, if if there were like fifty places on a map and it's just like pick three numbers for a million dollars, I would not guess where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is possibly in Africa. <laughs> Maybe in France. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are the same, dude. Yeah. yeah, like if they had just like a like a like a one of those posters that you put on your yeah. wall, yeah, and like there's no there's no markings on it whatsoever, yeah. and you're like, yeah, no, you have you have three chances to put a thumbtack where Saudi Arabia is. Never, <laughs> they'd be like, uh. Uh, sorry, China. That's New Zealand. Saudi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arabia. Does that give you a clue as to where in the world it might be located? I don't know where the other Arabia is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the no, Arabs. That's where it is. For a second, and I'm wearing my Survivor NSFW vintage before it was reality NSFW Australian oh. Survivor T-shirt, and I was like, "You guys, 
So there's a new hack if you're going on the Amazing Race. Just wear clothes that have geography on them if you don't know your geography. Well, when 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 they were putting together Australia and it didn't look right, I go, that doesn't look like my T-shirt available at JohnnyFairPlay.com. <laughs> so that I did get. But Saudi Arabia still, like even now, no idea. Like what's it mean? We should make a T-shirt with Saudi Arabia on it so that then Johnny will know for the future where it might be. Yeah, what, what, what is Saudi Arabia near? Yemen and Oman. Okay. It's, it's an Arab country, hence Saudi Arabia. I don't and know on the Arab- map, it actually is pretty distinctive. I don't know where Arab countries are. You know where I used to live? Near there. <laughs> I still. Uh, all right, so there's Africa. Above and that. France. Is that? It in between? Kind of in between, yeah. Okay. A little bit further east. All right. I mean, I, I, why do I need to know where Saudi Arabia is? Well, you don't, except when you go on a competition about racing around the world, then maybe you should know a little bit about the world. I'm pretty positive if I did the amazing race, we wouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia. Why? Because they they fucking hijack planes like which WWE's going there for fucking blood money and like the last time they went w, uh, Saudi Arabia hadn't paid their bill and Vince fucking complained about the money and they stopped them on the fucking tarmac for fucking eleven hours and held them hostage. So yeah. hell no, CBS ain't sending you to fucking Saudi Arabia for a leg of the Amazing Race. They also Never. journalists, so there's <laughs> there's that. Yeah, they killed your they they killed journalists. <laughs> But only their own journalists. Well, oh, I mean, God. journalists are probably pretty safe there. Just, just saying. But yeah, we are broadcast journalists doing the show. We're, <laughs> we're apparently probably on their hit list now because I'm sure the Saudi Arabian government's listening to this. So, well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that they 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 definitely won't tell them I'm Israeli. But. I do have friends from WWE that you know that, that when they go to Saudi Arabia, they say it's a really good time. You know what I'm talking about? Wing, wing. Mm. <laughs> they live with they leave with lots of jewelry and not too many diseases, but the ability to get them if they want them. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, wink, wink. I do I need to do the wink, wink at the end too? <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Next, uh, the we see the uh, the one beard bro. I'm guessing with the with the lesser beard, uh, he jumps off to to do this part. He 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 also does not like heights, and he screamed like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you think they were playing that up, or they were frightened? I wouldn't think they'd be very scared of something like this. Yeah, but he he was. I, yeah, it was a really inhuman sound that came out of him. Uh, yeah. I was shocked when it happened. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think he really didn't do it. Like he forced himself to do it, and then he screamed like a girl. But he did it. That's the important yeah. part. That's and right. and if you're a beard bro with the with the lesser beard, if you're listening to this, I'm not calling you a bitch. The the sound that would come out of me and the feces that would come out of the other part of me when I did this would be much more embarrassing. I assure you. So oh. so kudos for doing it, but you did sound like a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but not in a bad way. That's right. All right, so uh, so then 
the exciting conclusion of one team that blew away all the others because there was only one real park to this this leg of the race. Yeah, well, then they had to go to the Saints football field, which, you know, maybe you're thinking, oh, if they're going to get tripped up, I'm, like, defaulting to stereotypes. It's gay guys. They don't know anything about football. Nope. Will immediately goes, oh, they play at the Superdome. It's right oh, over yeah. there. Yeah, not 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 only not only is it you know where's the football place that the, that the uh, that they that they play or you know where do they do sports ball here in New Orleans? No, amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They play at the Superdome. I can name the fucking building, no problem. The yeah. fucking Superdome. <laughs> I don't know. Did Will, did Will grow up in New Orleans? Because I think he said like he's had king cake like he's in pretty much every year of his life. So he really knows that city. If it wasn't for that, he might not have known. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Superdome is. I, I do just know. because of wrestling. Yeah. Well, and, and football, but more so wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, they knew exactly where to go. And you could see the excitement. They were so pumped. I mean, I, I love this. From that point on to the engagement, I loved in, yeah. in this and, and seeing all, seeing all the other the other racers there. Uh, which got cleaned up nicely, didn't she, uh, Alana? Yeah, yeah. And, wow. uh, and D'Angelo didn't seem very. Uh, he seemed a lot cooler than the last. He time was, we yeah, it, already happier. Once again, we were, we were talking last week. Like you know, it, it was it was a bad look last week, but I, I just think it was the athlete in him. You know, like yeah. like. Go go talk to D'Angelo after a Charlotte Panther loss back in the day, and he and you know I'm sure his first answer is go fuck yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know? James posted on social media uh, like back to back photos of how D'Angelo felt five minutes after the end of that leg, and it's D'Angelo like with a middle finger to the camera, yeah. and then it's like how he felt one day later, and they're both like doing peace signs into the camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was there that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the athlete, and even and and as a as an athlete, he lost, right? You know, oh, yeah. So you know, like like if 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 he's in the NFL championship game and loses, he's just like you know, what do you? It's like you know, fuck your fuck your NFC championship game, <laughs> like you know, like was I, I was here to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was still bitter. Now I'd feel differently, but the fact that he was in his feelings just doesn't bother me. Oh yeah, no, it was great. But yeah. yeah, Will and James, I mean, their their reaction, like like we started at the beginning of the podcast, they're huge fans. So this is when I teared up, I mean, for five minutes straight. Yeah. I, I loved every minute of it and the proposal. And then every, they're so excited. Everyone's invited to the wedding. And uh, it's just a really cool moment. And then I just wish the show would have ended at that point and then be like, and they could have said, and hey, in second and third place, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you know what? I kind of agree with you. I like that better. They just stay with Will and James and we see them gradually roll in and we don't need to see how hung and she and. Madison. No, they go back to the, like the, the globe thing. Yeah. And I'm like, who fucking cares? This is a waste of it. I would rather see more tears from Will and James and yeah. reaction from the cast than, than and, to see that. And like when the fucking, the owner of the, uh, Void of personality, the the owner of of Mardi Gras World, when he's just like you know not good enough, blah blah blah, and I'm just like, did no one radio to them that they've already we're good? Like the only, I mean, the only I, thing I'm thinking is from the very beginning, I I said they're they're stretching this episode. There was lots of previously on, you know, and then they get on the plane and we get to see that they that they have lots of leg room, and I'm like, oh, they don't have a ton of footage for this. Yeah. So yeah. I think that might have something to do with it also. But, I mean, they do always show us the other teams finishing. But in terms of how much of it they showed, it might just be they didn't have anything else to show. Yeah, right. Maybe. Maybe. But well. it certainly see each team coming in, right? Because yeah, that's that would have you know, been fine. But yeah. there was no reason for us to see them at fucking Mardi Gras World. Mm-hmm. Right. But so Will and James, I mean, it's dream come true. And then we see Hung and Chi, which they're – I feel that everyone besides the beard guys, I think the beard guys were extremely disappointed. I mean, now granted they, they had no chance to catch back up. I know, but I'm saying they did win a lot of legs. So they're going to be going on a lot of cool. And trips they, they did they make one, and they did do one, make one big mistake that we have not really talked about. So when they were in the cab at the very beginning, Right. And they they overshot the that was like that first place that they were supposed to go to get the first clue. Yeah. They immediately and, and I think the cab driver said, oh, like, you know, we're supposed to be on south and we're on north. And they were like, let's get out. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like the cab driver had no idea where he was. In that case, yes, you get out of the cab. But he knew how to get to where he needed to be. And the beer bros decided, hey, let's just get out. And then they realized they were lost. So, I mean, yes, there were a lot of problems with this leg, but it's not like there was nothing they could have done. I think they were also trying to put their fate in their own hands versus someone else's. And, and I don't I don't fault them for attempting to just get out and just just make it happen on their own. Like 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 this guy's got us where we don't need to be. Let's subtract this motherfucker from the equation because we got us to where we are right now. Yes, and, then, and then you and then you will now be on the, out on the street without the cab driver who does yeah. seem to know where he is uh, running around a city you don't know. I agree but it was one of the like they want you know it's this guy's fucked them up they're they want they wanted to put it back in their hands they understand it but yeah. how did it work out for them it didn't yeah. <laughs> it sucks that, that is an unfixable mistake in the first yeah. five minutes of this leg of the race that they get a shitty cab driver make one you know, questionable to say. I don't think they could have caught up anyways. Yeah. I, I think getting getting 15 minutes lost would have been their death sentence anyways. And that kind of sucks. Well, my point is that is the one place in the leg that I can say they should have done it differently. Yeah, I agree. So, but but once again, even if they had gotten there when Will and uh Will and James did if without seeing without without knowing what that baby looked like, that yeah. that was it. Oh. That was, that was like a day between between them and everyone else. Yeah. So overall, that Will and James are the winners. We talked all season about the controversial alliance. You know, we we compared it to is this Survivor Borneo style? Like the first time we're seeing this this sort of alliance going on. They started it. Will and James did this. They're they're the you know they frog marched their way to the end of this whole season. 
They started the alliance. They organized all this. It's it's a very fitting end, just like Cody Calafiore taking home BB22. It was maybe a little anticlimactic, but very well-deserved, and I'm happy for him. I'm super happy with the outcome. Now, I want to ask you guys, what do you think the future holds for The Amazing Race? Because I know this show was shelved for a while because – I don't know really why, but I don't, I don't see them filming another season until late 21. If I mean, because think about it, like no one wants us in their country. Mm-hmm. It also depends what happens with Tough as Nails, right? If that takes off, they, they are, they, they're about to release season two, like that's yeah. Phil's new show. So they could decide to keep filming that rather than Tar. I mean, look, they've been trying to kill Tar off for five years. I hope this isn't the end because I do enjoy the show. but that's another factor yeah like you said but it's going to be a while before this kind of travel is going to be possible i think any other country could film the show (laughs) yeah i I don't think you'll see it on the air until 2022 at the earliest yeah at the earliest and phil has another show that might be the end well, like I said, even if it wasn't for the pandemic, they have been trying to kill the show for so long. If they just decide to pull on, move on with Tough as Nails, you know, I understand. Well, I think well, they like Phil a lot. Oh, they do love Phil, but Phil has a new show. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I think they like Phil a lot. So, that you know, so since he now has another vehicle, it's just like, okay, we, we, we can now finally kill Amazing Race if we want to. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, they were just like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of over this, but we really like Phil and <laughs> we think people like Phil. Well, it, I overall, I mean, this is like um, a first time in a long time I've watched uh, a vast majority of an amazing race season. I mean, we're podcasting about it, so I I watched it religiously. Um, not the greatest season that I've ever seen, but uh, I really did enjoy it, and and the winners especially made it all, uh, you know, worth it for me watching watching the show. I'm totally happy with the winners. I hate watching seasons of Survivor where the person I want to win fucking loses, and I'm like, "Fuck, that sucks." But uh, this was fun. It was fun podcasting about it, and um, so this is it for the Amazing Race, you guys. This is a wrap. Um, but as Johnny said, not one but two podcasts covering MTV's The Challenge, and um, also all of our Patreon content where we're still doing survivor related things q a's and you can get some shirts right now at johnnyfairplay.com where yes you get a phone call from johnny fairplay thanking you for your purchase johnny what's the new i know uh you have some new shirts out anything exciting i got a challenge shirt it says uh i'm not a double because the challenge is called uh the, the challenge double agents so i have a shirt that says i'm not a double agent and it says dot 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 i'm lying cool so, right so that, I, I ordered mine the other the other day. Uh, Marie, she got one the other day, so uh, we're 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 excited. Um, and uh, said if for those of you that didn't watch the challenge last week, probably the best premiere of a reality television show I've seen the last two years. Wow. So, and then you know, as far as Survivor content at Ad Free NSFW, we're watching Australia Survivors version of Survivor, we're watching their season two which aired in 2017. We're watching each week episodically. Uh, we just watched uh, episode five last Friday, did the podcast on Monday, and it's amazing television. So Zach has his one of his favorite seasons of all time. I have it like episode four. 
we cried when someone was voted out. I mean, think about in the history of U.S. Survivor, have you ever cried when someone was voted out on the fourth episode? You don't even know their name on the fourth episode. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, so very very good television. You can join us at adfreenSFW.com. Once again, try it for a month. If you don't like it, just let me know. I'll shoot your money back. Well, there you have it, you guys. It's been fun. It's been real. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week on other coverage for the challenge on Reality NSFW. Cheers. Good night. Sayonara. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. Sex. Great sex. Now, look, I I, I love sex, Zach. I don't, I don't know about you. It's, uh, yeah. it's, my, favorite. it's my favorite. And uh, I don't like a little bit of sex. I like a whole lot of sex. And so, guys, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Now, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Not only that, Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and you don't even have to leave the house. Now, if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Guys, this isn't this isn't me reading ad copy here. This is Johnny Fairplay when he knows action is about to go down. I grab the Blue Chew, open, I, I peel it open, chew it up, and I go, get ready, we're going to pound town. Someone is going over. Someone is winning a championship tonight. That's right. And that could be you because right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code SURVIVOR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com bluechew.com use promo code survivor to try it for free blue chew is the better cheaper choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and remember when you support our sponsors you help this podcast be possible so please use our promo code survivor at bluechew.com looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season well look no further because our sponsors manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene products and great news they just released their products across europe canada and australia hey john so I'm fucked Hold on. for tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Hold on. Something happened. We are still live. Did Looking for that? the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season? Well, look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news! They just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Now, I did the White Elephant uh, contest, competition, if you will, at my office. 
And boy, oh boy, was the woman that received the Manscaped uh, trimmer surprise. But here's the deal. On the on the white elephant, you're allowed to exchange your, your gift or someone can see it. She took the white, the, she took the Manscaped razor from, from, from a man. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, I'll be seeing if uh, there's any business meetings I can attend in the near future. <laughs> A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. I mean, that name speaks for itself. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on toner that'll give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. The Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes, you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared with those. I keep those around. Yep, those are go-tos. And the Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, designed to keep even the stankiest feet smelling fresh. Well, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs. Let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. Yes, fellas. Yes, ladies. We all like a clean-shaven butthole. True. <laughs> the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accents. No more CSI uh, um, uh, spectacles. No more Friday the Thirteenth. No more. What, what's the uh, what's what's the evil um, the evil Santa that comes to get you and kills you? Krampus. Krampus. No more Krampus. Use the lawnmower 3.0. No more bloody messes. Here we go. Boom. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. And get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code SURVIVOR. They love it when we do that. That's manscaped.com, promo code SURVIVOR. And whether this is for, for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code SURVIVOR. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Any fool can climb a wall or crawl through sand, but as every fan knows, survivor challenges are won or lost at the puzzle. The most successful players are puzzle masters, and you can be one too. Fair play, Perplexers Puzzles creates handmade miniature replicas of many of survivors' greatest and most challenging puzzles. Find out if you have what it takes by visiting the Perplexers Puzzle Store on Etsy, or simply visiting survivorpuzzle.com. Enter promo code FAIRPLAY, F-A-I-R-P-L-A-Y, at checkout for a 10% discount. And let me tell you, I'm hanging out on my patio on these beautiful summer nights. I have uh, Zach Hacker coming over to my house, and we did the fire puzzle, the season 40 puzzle. I got the tree puzzle, and Zach was like, Dude, these things are fucking awesome. So if you are a fan of Survivor, as Zach is, and I know he has a true authentic Survivor puzzle that I have personally done, these Perplexers puzzles are the real deal. So go to SurvivorPuzzle.com right now, enter promo code FAIRPLAY at checkout 
for a 10% discount, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.